On this mini episode of The Book Drop, we're joined by local author J.R. Dawson to talk about her debut novel, The First Bright Thing. We also discuss finding yourself in literature and tapping into your local community as a new writer. This is The Book Drop. Hello and welcome to The Book Drop, Omaha Public Library's podcast about books, our community, and the joy of reading. I'm Erin Dewar, the Readers and Writers Librarian for OPL, and I am here with a very special guest today, local author J.R. Dawson. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah, we're excited to have you. So a little bit about you before we get into uh, your new book and other things we want to talk about today. Dawson is a writer and educator with shorter works in places such as FNSF, The Year's Best Science Fiction and Fantasy 2018, and Lightspeed. Dawson lives in Omaha with a loving spouse and three dogs, having earned a BFA from the theater school at DePaul and an MFA in creative writing from Stone Coast. Dawson works as teaching artist with assorted nonprofits that bring the power of performing arts to children in the Midwest. The first bright thing is her first novel, due out on June 13th. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so congrats on your uh, new novel, your first novel. So let's talk about The First Bright Thing. How would you describe it to readers if they don't know anything about it? Like, what's your pitch for your book? Yeah, so the very quick pitch is that it's a magical circus book. The longer pitch uh, is about this woman who uh, owns a circus with her wife and everybody in the circus has like a special magic power. Um, and they go around the Midwest, including areas like Omaha and Missouri Valley and other local places, trying to find one person in the audience each night that needs to see a special thing in their art in order to uh, make the world kind of a better place. And uh, so, yeah, it, it also deals with uh, the fact that it takes place in between two wars and that there is a a rival circus from Rin's past that is also magical and um, is coming for them. So that's such a yeah. lovely premise. Uh, I also one of the tags I saw. There's like time. There's a little bit of time travel. Is that correct? That's like one yes. of my pulls for a book. When I see time travel, it's like a thing that makes me want to pick it up. So you said this is set between two wars. So you're you know pairing this like fantastical world with a real world background of historical you know space. So was there research that it went into this either to the magical part or the historical part? What was that like in the writing process? Yeah, so the um, kind of both. So the magic system is based on um, an old uh, Jewish idea of uh, something called sparks and the magic, the people who are magic are actually called sparks um, and their magic powers are called sparks. Uh, uh, and in the Jewish tradition, um, a spark is, uh, something that has kind of been embedded, like it's the light of the divine or like a, a sliver of good that's embedded in everything. So animals, plants, objects, people, um, and it's, uh, our job to go through, um, the world and find these sparks and kind of draw them out of people, um, and objects, et cetera, in order to, um, empower that person and, um, kind of heal the world or repair the world. Uh, and so for the research into the real world, um, 
I did a lot of reading. I got, I went to the bookworm in Omaha and I grabbed just like a bunch of stuff about Midwest history and just like onto the table, onto the counter. And, um, so I have a lot of books about Omaha now. Um, and, uh, also we went on a lot of research trips. Mm -hmm. Um, they were little road trips. And so we went down to Lawrence, Kansas, and we went out to Missouri Valley, uh, and Estes Park, Colorado. Um, and we also, uh, parked downtown and just kind of walked around the old train stations down there. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was super fun to kind of do kinesthetic learning and really get into an area and see what it looks like today and what it would have looked like a hundred years ago. I love that. Cause I feel like I grew up in the Midwest I'm from Kansas and lived in Nebraska for 15 years or so. And I feel like a lot of our Midwestern stories, especially historical or like prairie stories, which granted there might be prairie in this, but I feel like this is really nice to see a different side of the Midwest because that's the Midwest I know is like cities and things going on. So I love that so much. Um, I love an origin story. So I'm curious where the inspiration for First Bright Thing came from. So when I was a kid, um, we went out to Altoona every summer and to go to Adventureland, like a lot of local families did. <laughs> um, and they used to have this like old dusty big top uh, in between two of the uh, roller coasters, which local people might know. I keep saying between two roller coasters, but <laughs> it's the Dragon and the Outlaw. <laughs> they, okay. where the I think where the splash pad stuff is now. Um, <laughs> and so they, like we went in, um, it was really hot outside and my dad was like, oh, come on, let's just check out what this is about. And we went in and like, it was just kind of this, you know, little tent but then the the circus like started and put on this magnificent show and there was this trapeze swinger that was like swinging right above our heads and like the dust was flying and the you know the spotlight was up and she was dressed in sequins and I was just like oh my gosh this is magic and I'm definitely gonna write about it when I get older um yeah so I kind of just kept that with me have you did you come back to it often or is it just something you've had in the back of your head and when you finally were ready to write about it? Yeah, I think it's like when when you're an artist, you just kind of like I say artist because like I know visual artist people do this and mm-hmm. musicians do this. Um, not like when you're an artist, um, <laughs> but like when you make art, um, I think that going through life and seeing things that really strike you like you don't always have a place for them in that moment, but they kind of stick with you. You kind of put them in your little brain portfolio mm-hmm. and then you're like oh yeah this fits with this other thing I wanted to do okay that that works let's do mm-hmm. that so the first bright thing is getting some like amazing buzz from like fellow authors and readers and literary publications so I want to talk about that but before I do I just want to read a couple of quotes that I pulled from Goodreads this morning because I just uh hearing you talk about it but then like seeing people's reaction to it is so lovely and like heartfelt. So the first, the first quote I pulled was, I sobbed gently for hours right while reading it. It hurts and it's gorgeous. Another person said, I am emotionally unwell. Uh, and then the last one said, the X-Men mashed up with the night circus, creating a queer found family that w- wants to welcome each reader with open arms. Sign me the heck up a beautiful novel. Uh, so my question for you is, what is it like getting to see people engage in your work that way and like so deeply. Yeah. Um, it has been 
I mean, like, I, the first word that comes to my mind is, like, an honor, I guess. Because, like, mm-hmm. as a writer, you you just kind of write a thing and then there's no promise that it's going to go anywhere or anybody else is going to read it. So the fact that people are taking the time to read it um, and that it's striking a chord is really, really cool. Um, and I feel really grateful. Uh, also, the... The type of story it is, uh, where it is very hopeful and, you know, we've got these magic powers and stuff, but they also, it also, like, has a lot of talk about, um, like, domestic violence and um, narcissistic uh, partners and things like that. Um, and it can get, it can get kind of dark. Uh, and so to see how some readers are reading it and seeing themselves in that situation, Mm -hmm. um, it makes me as the person who wrote it feel not so alone. Like, Oh, like, okay. Cause that, you know, like as, as somebody who goes through a thing, you still kind of gaslight yourself and like, Oh, it wasn't that bad. And then people are like, Oh no, this is real. This is what, you know, what happened to me. And I'm like, Oh, 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 maybe it was that bad. Um, but also (laughs) like, hearing from people like oh this scene really you know touched me because this happened to me or oh my god thank you because like you know they it was this kind of thing and I always felt like oh maybe it wasn't that big of a deal or something like that um that that's really okay it's why I wrote the book I mean Mm -hmm it within itself was I wanted it to be like one of the circus's performances where there could be something that someone needed to see and then it would help them. Um, so I'm really grateful that my scheme, my cockamamie scheme actually worked, I guess. Like, Oh, Oh, I'm glad it's helping. Right. It sounds reaffirming and, I just got choked up hearing you talk about not even like personal experiences. I don't know. I think people connecting, that's the beautiful thing about reading, right? Is that people get to connect with it and take it with them. Um, And you can't always control how they feel about it, how they relate to it. But I think that's the lovely thing about literature, right? Speaking of that, so that is one of my favorite things. And I'm curious if you could choose one thing for readers to take away. Is there one thing you'd want them to take away from this book? Yeah, I think that one reason why I wrote this is because I needed to be seen and I needed to understand that I was enough. Um, And I think that one thing I really hope is that the people who are reading this and connect with it, they come out knowing that they are cool enough to be in this circus, that (laughs) there are people out there who would love them, um, that they have worth um, regardless of maybe what somebody else told them once um, and that they are a light in this world. I really do believe in, you know, Judaism believes that everybody has a spark. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that, that that's what I would want is that you're seen and you're enough. That's a great message. Uh, so on top of being a writer, you're also a teaching artist, but so at the the library, I occasionally hear from like new writers who are looking for like help or support, which I love that they come to the library, um, but I'm not always necessarily the right person. I like I want them to be able to connect to the writing community because I think that's where their best support is. So do you have any advice for people who are just like starting out writing or finally putting the writing out there and just like don't know what to do or where to go or like how to take the next step? Yeah. So um, it can be really difficult. Um, we, you know, aren't New York that has like 
a you know Gotham Writers Workshop and like a bunch of people walking around going, I'm a writer, I'm a writer. Um, but you know, we are here. Uh, and so I think that uh, it's really great to stay connected with your library and also um, check out Nebraska Writers Collective um, and look at like readings that are happening in the area. So I know that, I don't know if UNOs are open, but I know that the bookworm has a lot of readings um, and go there and listen to people talk. I mean, every time that I go to like a launch party or like some kind of a, a get together with a, with an author who's promoting something, they talk about their process um, and their craft. And I always like learn something. Also the internet is now a thing. So you can do uh, a thing called like NaNoWriMo or national Ro novel writing month, which uh, a lot of people actually like really get started with NaNoWriMo as a writer, because um, it's all of these people around the country that are asking the same question that you are. I was like, you know, how do I get started? Um, and so everybody kind of pairs up and like makes these little groups. And then you have 30 days in November to write 50,000 words. And it's okay if you don't actually hit that goal. <laughs> the The point is the community. Um, and when you sign up for that, you also get like every day of November, you get these like little master classes um, sent to your email from different authors. And so I know that Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell was written as a NaNoWriMo book. Um, Water for Elephants was a NaNoWriMo book. Mm -hmm. And then most recently, Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry was a NaNoWriMo book. Um, and so it, it's a really good like launch pad to, to really learn your craft and give yourself time to do the thing. Um, and then also, I think that there are, oh my gosh, um, if you are into poetry, there's like a poetry scene here. If you're into mm -hmm. playwriting, um, Great Plains Theater Conference, um, like does a whole, they aren't just like, you know, a couple of weeks in May, like they do like a whole thing all year where they have like, um, they have little cohorts and, and they do different classes and they just got a new space, um, down in Midtown that is super pretty. Uh, so we're out here. Um, and also like, you know, if you know one of us, like, you know, just be like, Hey, I hear you have a book coming out. Can I buy you a coffee? Because I've done that a couple times, and people in the in the community have been very, very giving. And oh yeah, sure, okay, I'll let you pick my brain. Thanks for the coffee. Um, so we're we're all out here supporting each other. That's awesome. That's lovely. Uh, speaking of being out in the community, you have a tour coming up. Uh, yeah. So where can people see you in person uh, in the next? You know weeks or months. Yeah. So we're going to have a big old party at, uh, the bookworm next Monday, June 12th, uh, at six o'clock, there's going to be a cute little fancy cake. Um, and, uh, Matt Mason, who's the Nebraska state poet is going to be in conversation with me, uh, as we kick this thing off and I will answer questions and there'll be, um, signing and, um, just a really fun time. Uh, and then on June 13th, uh, on Tuesday, uh, that evening, uh, it's at the Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. Uh, and you actually have to um, register for that one. But I've heard that there's going to be like 
carnival games and like a balloon arch and stuff. So I've been to that bookstore. It's a great bookstore. (laughs) I love that bookstore so much. Um, I haven't even been there yet. And I'm like, (laughs) wait, you, you have a dog and also you have a pizza place right next door. Like I've dreamt about this bookstore. So I'm really excited to finally go and see it. We also have just like a bunch of different stuff that you can find on the tour website or um, on my uh, social medias. Uh, we're going to Anderson's Bookshop in Chicago, Schuler Books in Okemos, Michigan, uh, Charm City Spec in Baltimore. I'll be reading and teaching at Stone Coast in Portland. Uh, and then Rooftop Reading Series in Brooklyn. And then in July, I'll be at the Columbus Book Festival and uh, at Joseph Beth Books in Cincinnati. Um, and uh, yeah, and then some other stuff that hasn't been announced yet that I'm really excited about. Oh, so. exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to figure out what that is. Uh, <laughs> where can uh, listeners find you on uh, social media or your website? Yeah, so my website is jrdawsonwriter.com. Um, and then my Twitter uh, is j underscore r underscore dawson uh and my instagram is jr dawson writer and so is my tiktok if you want to see cringy millennial tiktok it is also jr dawson writer oh my gosh i would love to see cringy millennial tiktok (laughs) oh dear i mean i don't know i'm I'm really proud of all the millennials who are really trying on tiktok because like (laughs) I'm just there it's to look. It's not easy. And people yeah. send me stuff, but like, so I love yeah, to you know, I, I have a lot of friends who like have gotten into it because it's our debut year. Um, mm-hmm. And like, they are really rocking it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, <laughs> I mean, I've done some cool stuff on Canva, but it's mostly just cringe. So <laughs> we'll see. Yay. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you didn't catch it, J.R. Dawson's book is out on June 13th. We have it here at the library. It's already got holds on it, so get your name on that list. You can also pick it up from your local bookstore. Um, So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, That is our episode. Thanks for joining us on The Book Drop. The Book Drop is produced by Omaha Public Library. Our theme music is Trapped in Amber, courtesy of the band Lucid Fugue. Don't forget to subscribe to The Book Drop on your favorite podcast app and like and follow Omaha Public Library on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time on The Book Drop.